Yo, this is Mateo, and you are listening to Night Pills Podcast, an experimental platform where I get to tell stories about travels, movies, books, characters that arouse my curiosity. I also get to tell your stories. If you got one, I'm your man. Follow me on Instagram at nightpills.podcast and get in touch via the email you find over there. Send me your stuff. Let's establish a connection. For an optimal experience, I recommend to listen to this in the evening, possibly with headphones. That's it. And now, sit back and relax. I'm in Australia now, Sydney. I talk about my first job and what my new life looks like. A lot of improvisation, adaptability, and going with the flow. Life of an immigrant. Forget about it. Enjoy. Disclaimer. Some of the characters in this story have different English accents, and in order to fully interpret them, I would have to change the way I deliver some lines. I won't do that for the sake of simplicity. So you will have to use your own imagination. The first months in the southern land I had to improvise, adapt to the environment, go with the flow. I slept on sofas, on floors, on sand, on lawns and on the back seats of the third-hand car I bought myself with $800 cash, a 1992 Toyota Corolla, red. In my first job, found through an ad in a local magazine thrown in a garbage bin, I am a kitchen hand. Basically, I wash dishes and prepare sauces, chop fruits and vegetables in massive quantities. Once a week, I empty and clean the fryer. I gotta open the faucet at the bottom and let the black, greasy liquid slowly pour into a huge barrel, which I then empty with extreme caution into a bin. I perform all these actions as slowly as possible to take as much time as I can and at the same time enjoy the summer sun that shines between the palm trees and eucalyptuses. I'm renting a room for $250 a week in Rachel's apartment, a single lady in her mid-40s. Every day she reminds me to close the trains in the evening to avoid having an army of cockroaches invade our apartment at night. I don't have many friends, so my life is home to work, work to home, and of course the beach whenever I have some time. At work, I make friends with Ramon, who's from Spain, Canary Islands. He smokes marijuana all the time. He always calls me hermano. And then Tiger, whose real name I'm unaware of, that comes from Indonesia. 
One day he goes like, when I arrived in Australia, I had no money. You know what I did? Male prostitute. You know, I was a gigolo. I had two or three different regular clients, ladies, you know, and you don't always have to sleep with them. Sometimes they just want good company, someone to talk to. You should think about it, you know. About what, I say. To be a gigolo. Do you have a girlfriend? No. Perfect. If I had your look, I wouldn't even think about it twice. Mm-hmm, okay, I say. One day, I'm scrubbing a huge pot. Someone pats me on the back. It's Rick, the head chef. We about the same age, maybe a couple years difference. You Italian, right? Yeah. Where are you from? Florence. Ah, beautiful. And then, I studied in Italy, he says, as he leans against the wall, scratches his neck. Okay. And then he continues. Beautiful Italian women. Mm-hmm. I say as I squeeze half a liter of detergent out of a bottle, a greenish liquid pouring out. Some bubbles form. He resumes. You know that once we went with a group of lads to the Amalfi Coast, a restaurant, pizzeria in Sorrento. I don't remember the name, maybe Antonio's Pizza or something. Would you know? I have no idea, mate, I say. Oh, well, anyways, we eat like pigs and drink hips of wine, at least a bottle each. In short, there's a table of girls next to ours, and one is staring at me. She looks like Sophia Loren. You familiar? Olive skin, intense gaze, raven hair, very sensual. So, I say, knowing exactly where this is headed. Well, I go there and start talking, a mix of Italian, English, body language, you know? The language of love. Yeah, yeah, the language of love, I repeat. We pay the bill, and it's understood that she wants to have an intimate connection with me. She wants to fuck you, I cut short. Yes, yes, you already know. <laughs> I know you Italians. I don't have to explain anything and you already get it. So how does the story end? I have enough of him already. We call a cab. I can barely stand up. I'm trashed. And so is she. Or at least that's what I think. We are making out and my hands are all over her. She's got a killer body. We get in, and to keep it short, we have sex in the cab. Then we get to her place, we kiss, she greets me and gets out, and I've never seen her again. Isn't that crazy? My only experience with an Italian woman was like a movie. Isn't that something? The only thing I think about while he's telling me this is the poor cab driver. I hope he got a good tip, at least. I finished scrubbing a ton of pots and pans and dishes and silverware late in the evening. Everyone is gone. Only the pastry chefs are still around. 
they will pull an all-nighter. I exit from the back, head down to the beach. I can smell the ocean breeze, it enters my nostrils. The lighthouse on top of the point up there in the distance hypnotizes me with its light. On, off, on, off, on, off. I hope you enjoyed this story. If that is the case, before you switch your phone off and go to sleep, I'd appreciate if you could leave a 5-star rating on Spotify or write a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thank you and much love.